This week on Pilot Co-Pilots, we have George Went and watch CBS's Angel from Hell with Anna Dresden. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Pilot Co-Pilots, where each episode we talk to TV industry guests and take you on a guided tour through the pilot episode of one of this season's newest shows. That's right. We treat each new series like an oyster platter at a new restaurant. If the first one tastes off, we probably won't finish the rest. <laughs> no. <laughs> I am Maya Boudreaux. And I'm Evan Watkins. And we love TV. Yeah, we do. We really do. Uh, we're both actors. Yeah, and I'm a writer. And I realized a little while back there there's so many podcasts out there. Uh, there's so many new TV shows. But there aren't really any podcasts about those new TV shows, especially their pilots. And so why not, right? Right. I mean, we always have so many opinions while we're watching TV. Yeah. Uh, we watch Let's share our opinions. Yeah, and you know what? And we we're important. We we need to be heard. But I mean, so, we yeah. we really give pretty much anything a shot. You right. know, good or bad, we feel like it deserves its its opportunity and uh you know, we Let's kind get of, some comedians. Yeah. Bring them on. Talk about talk. these shows with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can sift through the crap ones and maybe inspire you to watch yeah, a great one we'll or whatever. Yeah, you know, a little, a little diamond a in nugget. the <laughs> A nugget. <laughs> uh, today we have a real treat. We interview George Went about his first roles on TV and, and getting started uh, in, in the business and then, you know, getting the legendary part of Norm on Cheers. Right. And then we have uh, comedian Anna Dresden on, and she talks to us about Angel from Hell on CBS, mm-hmm. which... It is a show about someone whose guardian angel is Jane Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yep. um, but I suppose before we, you know, get that stuff going, let's just quickly talk about what we think makes a good pilot. Maya, what do you think? Okay. Um, for me, I think the first thing I always think about uh, is character. Um, mm-hmm. Who are these people? Are they people we haven't seen before? Char- you know, characters we haven't seen before. Um, are they characters who can grow and change and be yeah. real and be weird and um you know yeah ideally a, weird ideally weird but people that i i care about you know so much to watch a second episode right a Get, third and great characters that the basis for any good story right yeah um you have to care about what they want that's that's the plot yeah uh, what um, about you uh for me it's really that that inciting moment, that incident in the first episode, you know, that it's going to affect the characters over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, what what in that pilot drives them to take action? You know, it's like Walter White in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. You know, he's diagnosed with cancer and then he yeah. takes drastic Spoiler measures. Spoiler alert to- <laughs> for Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but also, you know, I'm reminded of this... TED Talk that J.J. Abrams gave, um, Mm -hmm. where he talks about the concept of the mystery box. And essentially what he says is in his office, he has this box that's labeled the mystery box. And he's assuming it's full of magic tricks. Uh, His grandpa bought it for him when he was young, but he never opened it. And what he says is because he doesn't know what's actually in the box for sure, what's more beautiful is that potential for anything to be in there. Mm. Um, and I think that a pilot needs that, you know, it's that infinite possibility, the potential energy. Um, it's that the pilot needs to be that seed that, you know, is going to grow into like the whole series. 
Right. It has to have that un- unanswered question. Yeah. Um, it's got to be its own little mystery box. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Um, that's what it takes for an audience to be intrigued and ask questions and care about the characters, mm-hmm. like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Maya, what are a couple of your favorite shows from this last year, just before we get started? <sighs> There's been so many good shows in the past year, I think. Um, I think the one that stands out to me and I think of immediately, and I'm so excited for next season, is Bloodline on oh, Netflix. I did love Bloodline. I just thought it was such a a, a great ensemble of actors. Yeah, and, and that uh, Ben Mendelsohn, ben is that Mendelsohn, his name? Yeah, I just think that he He's kind an actor of like, on there. everyone just stepped up, you know, oh. their game a little bit because they were being led by this maniac, <laughs> maniac actor who's yeah. just so intense riveting. and good and totally riveting. Yeah. And, and I, it's not even a great, uh, like, it's not even a groundbreaking series, I would say. It's not just, necessarily. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a family drama, but family it's like drama, Shakespearean yeah. and it's... Totally. <laughs> um, I also really enjoyed Mr. Robot. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. And uh, I, as far as comedies go, I I was enjoying The Grinder. You love The Grinder. Yeah, I haven't watched it lately, but when it came out, I was like, oh, this is a, it's funny. a, a good new series yeah. for this year. Um, yeah. But... Let's... Let's do this. Let's do this. Guys, George went. All right. Enjoy. You want to be where everybody knows your name. This will begin. Uh, So thanks so much for being with us, George. Thank Uh, you. Yeah. So we're here with George Went. We're recording in Chicago where he has just started a new world premiere of a play, Funny Man by... Bruce Graham. Bruce Graham. There yeah. we go. Uh, so, George, you're a native Chicagoan, and it's where you kind of began your career in comedy um, at the Second City in the 1970s. So thanks so much for talking to us. Sure. Uh, we kind of wanted to start after Second City. Okay. Give us a rundown of what took you to L.A. Was it uh, just, did you think it was the time to go, or did you head there for some sort of certain job? Uh, you know, Second City is, is, uh, you can't really stay there forever. And I'd been there for six years at this point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had gotten married, uh, to a company member, Bernadette Burkett, still married, by the way. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we got married in 78. And, um, in the, the winter of 79, I guess, uh, going into 1980, Bernadette got cast in a, uh, pilot, uh, for uh i forget abc i believe something uh and uh she went out there uh to to shoot it for a few weeks and uh was attracting a lot of attention um not surprisingly mm-hmm. uh very funny girl beautiful girl um so she was getting a lot of agents and managers saying oh you got to move here and and so it was pretty much her idea mm-hmm. uh but you know, I was ready. I'd been at Second City for six years, so uh, we uh, we went ahead and moved. Great uh, for to look for film and TV work. And kind of at that time, as you made that transition to the West Coast, maybe other than Bernadette, did you feel like you had a champion in the business or someone to help you, like drive you forward? Someone maybe who just kind of made you feel like, yeah, this is this is what I need to be doing. This is where I should be. Um, not really. Your wife. Um, my wife. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, turns out I did have uh, 
you know, a, a sort of a champion in my corner. But um, uh, that was, uh, he was a programmer at NBC at the time, uh, Brandon Tartikoff. And uh, <laughs> oddly, Bernie Sollins, I was, I, I don't think I, I had left Second City more than two weeks before. Uh, NBC offered me a, uh, a development deal, which my agents, in their wisdom, uh, said, uh, no, pass on oh, that. Oh, really? You, we don't want to tie you up to one network. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we want to pass on this. So I was like, um, okay, you know, sounds good to me. But yeah. uh, uh, they, uh, they advised me to pass, so I did. How did you feel so, about that? Or how do you feel about that now? Now that that well, happened, the way the story goes is then about two weeks later, Bernie Sollins called me and says, "I have a writing gig for you," um, and so I was like, "Geez, I needed the money and I was interested." He says, "You and Tim and Mary will write a, a sitcom pilot um, together and, and star in it together." Tim, Tim Kazanski and, and Mary Gross. Gross. Yeah, gotcha. So uh, now you know I'm interested. So I fly back to Chicago to work on this thing. <laughs> And then I realized that was the thing I passed on as an actor. Now I'm writing it. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, it was like, oh, okay, yeah. all right. I guess. Uh, the job's a, little, a job. Yeah. Job. <laughs> anyway, so we went ahead and shot the pilot. It didn't go anywhere, but uh, it was great fun to work on it. And I needed the money. And, uh, but, but then uh, Cheers came along pretty soon. And um, uh, Brandon Tartikoff, once again in my corner, uh, you know, Certainly clearing the network uh, procedures was not an issue uh, to get cast in Cheers. Because we were uh, friends from uh, Josephine Forsberg's workshop at Second City. Oh, gotcha. Seems like a lot springs from there. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, do you remember those early days in L.A., perhaps before Cheers? Was there a certain role? Like I saw that you were on Taxi, MASH. Yeah. Was there a role like that that you felt like, oh, this is... This is a great opportunity. This is, you know, set, my, set things forward. Or because the connections at Second City and sort of all these balls rolling, did you just kind of feel like going in, you were going to make some waves? And Well, you know, oddly, it was a Second City connection at first. Uh, I was at Marty Short's wedding, and I met this casting director, uh, Judith Wiener, who uh, wound up casting me in, in my first series called Making the Grade, uh, which was Paramount show for CBS. Uh, produced by Gary David Goldberg, uh, Family Ties fame. And uh, that was great fun and everything. Uh, but um, then uh, I, I forgot what, what... Oh, I was just saying, if there, was there like oh. one, one like role or... Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yes, back to that. I did a gig on Taxi that uh, was... I, I knew I sort of scored... Because um, it was a really a bit part role mm -hmm. uh, where I played the exterminator uh, who was coming to get Louis Cockroach, uh, Danny DeVito's cockroach that he had in his cage that had tormented him for several seasons. So uh, I came in and did a bit on that. And then the second day, my part got a little bigger. Not so bad. I thought, hmm, that's, <laughs> that's, that's good. And then it turns out... Uh, the Charles Brothers and Jim Burroughs, you know, had had me, you know, somewhat in mind for right. for the role of Norm, uh, yeah, because of my uh, 
uh, guest shot as the exterminator. Right, and they're the creators of Taxi and Cheers. Yeah, the, well, the, uh, the, they did not create Taxi. That was Jim Brooks and oh, Alan, Alan Burns. They were and, involved with yeah, that Stan as well, Daniels yeah. and, and Ed Weinberger. But <laughs> I remember all those names. Wonderful comedy writers. Great. And yeah. and as far as that, I mean, we're interested kind of in that casting process. What was yeah. it like for Cheers um, as far as casting? It's uh, very easy. Um, <laughs> well, my my agent called me and said, uh, honey, they want you to do this uh, guest shot on this show because I was tied up to making the grade. I wasn't available uh-huh. as a regular for Cheers. Uh, but they wanted me to do this thing, and it was uh, uh, it's very small, though, honey. It's very small, but you, these guys like you, and you like them. I think you ought to do it. And Well, how small is it? Well, it's one line. Uh, oh, okay. It's really one word, one syllable. <laughs> and uh, the word, of course, was beer. <laughs> and, um, so uh, I go in, and, uh, you know, they said, you know, that's really too small of a of a role to really, you know, you can't just right. say beer and uh, we'll cast you. So they uh, they said, here, try this other role, uh, the role of George. Okay. Um, and that was the guy who became Norm. Sure. So I read that and then that went over, you know, that, that went down pretty well. And uh, so they, they tried to get me to do both shows and, Paramount was okay with it because they were both Paramount shows, but CBS was not okay with it. So I did Cheers on a guest basis. Okay. Because uh, I wasn't available. Early on. The real yeah. deal. And then uh, my sh- then the other show got canceled, so Cheers worked out. Great. What do you, and as far as that pilot for Cheers, yeah. what do you remember about shooting that? Uh, you know, I was a big fan of uh, Glenn and Les Charles. And uh, Jim Burroughs, and uh, I knew Shelley Long from Second mm-hmm. City Days, uh, which were like, you know, six months before, so <laughs> way back when. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, I felt great about it. It was a lot of fun. It was a three camera, uh, multi, four camera show. Um, uh, Making Grave was a single camera show, which is more in vogue these days, but uh, mm-hmm. it was. Uh, you know, felt way more like theater, a lot more fun. Yeah, than L- a, like, a single camera. Is, uh, it's awful. You know, it's twelve-hour days, and it's like shooting a movie. It's eh, yeah, not, mm-hmm. not as much fun. And that wasn't in front of a live studio audience. I'm assuming. No, right, no. right, right, right. So, what, what do you prefer to work in front of a live studio audience? I mean, you. So many years on. Clipped is also. Clipped, you know, your most recent show. Yeah, Clipped is a multi-camera live audience show, so that felt very comfortable to go back to. But it's, uh, you know, variety is the spice of life. Uh, Theater's fun. Mm -hmm. Movies are fun. uh, Less fun. Um, But, you know, they have their own rewards and challenges. And, uh, you know, multi-camera TV is kind of the happy medium, if you will, uh, because it's... uh, you know, uh, it's it's television. It's on television, uh, but it feels like theater. Uh, you can still you got play the, off audience. the audience, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's shot on film, so it's it's a bit of all three. Yeah. Was there sort of a moment where maybe you know, knew, or there was a feeling among amongst the cast or crew where you knew that Cheers was going to be successful, that people were going to 
connect to it. And, yeah, and that's too, it's a two pronged uh, question or two pronged answer. Anyway, uh, I I I knew it was going to be good, mm-hmm. right? Because of the provenance of the writers and the director and the, and the cast was right. clicking. So, but that doesn't always uh, mean successful, right? How will be received? Uh, so we we weren't really sure we were successful until. Uh, we like the third season when uh, Bill Cosby let off the night with his uh, show, and it was immediate smash hit right out of the box from episode one. So we just coasted on that for right. the other nine years. So. <laughs> um, what do you think has changed uh, as far as going back to that, you know, live studio audience with Cheers? And now you're working on Clipped, yeah. this last season of Clipped for TBS. What do you think has changed in the process? Has much changed? Or uh, or more specifically, what do you think has changed about making a pilot from, you know, the 80s to now 2015? Uh, you know, what's apparent is uh, so many cooks in the kitchen uh, from the network end and the studio end. Um, we I, we never felt that on Cheers. You know, they used to laugh. Uh, the only time that Network showed up was, you know, so that the Charles Brothers agent could tell them to bend over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and nowadays it's uh, yeah. There's at least a half a dozen Network people at every read through. Wow. Uh, every run through, uh, at least a half a dozen studio people, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers in this case, uh, at every read through, every run through. So, uh, way too many notes for <laughs> veterans such as Max Muchnick and David Cohen. Uh, they really, I don't, they, they don't really need that much help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And certainly, uh, Glenn and Les Charles and Jim Burroughs did not need that kind of help. And, and, uh, but nowadays it seems uh, pretty pervasive in, in along the along the way that um, networks and studios are just helicopter parenting sure uh, shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've prepared a little game called Crashed Pilots, <laughs> uh, where we have uh, found an old unsuccessful tv show from the past uh that and we're going to read that log line along with two other log lines uh one that i've written and one that maya has written and we want to see if you can guess which was the real tv show okay. and which are the are the fakes okay. so maya right. why don't you start here all right this one is called homeboys in outer space okay Straight-laced Morris Clay and fun-loving Tiberius Walker are two Han Solo wannabes who fly around the galaxy in the Space Hoopty, a used starship that looks like a winged car, and comes with a smart-mouth computer named Loquatia, who has the hots for Morris. Ty and Morris go on wild adventures, while taking abuse from Ty's brother-in-law Vashti and getting shown up by gorgeous bounty hunter Ama most of the time. It ran for one whole season on UPN, and Sir Anthony Hopkins played the president. So that's the first option. Okay. All right, the next one is Willie's Way. Brooklynites Addie and Bernie Schultz run a quiet neighborhood antique store. That is, until Bernie stumbles upon an old trunk containing Willie, a loudmouth ventriloquist doll who's come to life. 
Each week, Bernie attempts to make Willie his ticket to late in life stardom while trying to keep the secret from his of, of Willie's miraculous animation from the neighborhood. It doesn't help that the quick-witted Addie, played by Brett Summers, doesn't quite care for her husband's doll. CBS pulled the plug after 11 episodes. Second option. Willie's way. This one is called Under Darkness. Matthew Modine stars as Sheriff Charles, the lawman of a small town in the Old West, a town with a dark secret. Secret. <laughs> to any visitor during the day, it may seem a ghost town, but at night, the town becomes alive with dark forces. It's Sheriff Charles' job to protect not only the outsiders who dare to stay the night, but the unsavory and troubled residents who must keep their town's secret. A miniseries for TNT. So, so we yeah. got Homeboys in Outer Space. Willie's Way and Under Darkness. What do you think is the real one? Homeboys in Outer Space. <laughs> that is right. That is correct. Sounds Which like a winner. Actually. I watch it. <laughs> well, it was just, they got a whole season. Uh, and other guest stars included John Lithgow, Gary Coleman, <laughs> Eric Estrada, Little Richard, George Takai, and Casey Kasem as Spacey Kasem, <laughs> whom you can only assume Naturally. they listen to. On there, they uh, called in a lot of favors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thanks so much for being with us, sure and thanks for giving us a little scoop and talking to us. Sure, it was a pleasure to meet you. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thanks so much. So. Now we come to the portion of the podcast where we actually watch some TV. Uh, today we're joined by Anna Dresden. Uh, she is a comedian and the associate editor for Reductress. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Anna. Oh, how, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, she's what also our old friend, so that's a joy. Oh, going back all the way. All the way. Today we watched Angel from Hell on CBS. Starring Jane Lynch. And so many white people. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> all of the, I think they got all the white people for mm-hmm. this. Show. Yeah, they did. It was, it was and impressive. like the generic versions of of the white people we know and love. Yeah, it's not like Alicia. not Alicia Silverstone, but it's her, the generic. Yeah, it's like her generic. twin sister. Like they couldn't get Ike Barinholtz, so no. they just got every guy who has ever auditioned <laughs> with him. For <laughs> yeah, the main uh, girl is her name is Maggie. What is it? Maggie Lawson, and apparently she's from Psych, which sadly oh, yeah. I haven't watched. And apparently she was in the movie Pleasantville, which makes sense with the oh. whole white white people Wasn't, motif. Yeah, Alicia Silverstone. Oh no, that it was, was her. Oh wow, <laughs> Alicia Silverstone was in Blast from the Past. Okay, and same thing. Similar Very movie. similar. Yeah. So the CBS description of this pilot, this series, Angels Angel from Hell, is Allison. A successful, driven doctor runs into Amy, a larger-than-life, eccentric woman who claims to be her guardian angel, and whose mission is to help Allison loosen up and see her life from a new perspective. I mean, was that it, guys? Yeah. She's less eccentric and more just drunk. Drunk and scary. Yeah. uh, (laughs) The fact that... She's we looming. Never, we never She's see Allison shriek this entire show is inexplicable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously the, the angel, angel from hell mm-hmm. is Jane Lynch, who she rides a bike. 
She's a drinker. She has a DWI. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because she's <laughs> she a can't big... can't drive. She drinks uh, creme de menthe. I'm so sad we don't get to see Jane Lynch actually riding a bike <laughs> in this episode. I think she was like, Do you no. think she can? It's all knees and elbows, guys. I don't know. You know. Yeah, I think when she's ride, <laughs> riding a bike, her knees touch her elbows. Yeah. And they were like, we can't. We can't, we can't do this. it. <laughs> exactly. It took me until the end of the episode to deduce that she wasn't, in fact, from hell. They, do they we know for they, a fact she's no, not? No, but... Well, she's a guardian angel, I which think I think it, comes... All guardian angels come from right heaven. Yeah. I thought they were going to say... Uh, there's a part in the episode where Jane Lynch's character is like trying to justify like how she actually is her angel. And she says something about Allison's mother passing away. And I thought... And she leans in to say, I have to tell you something kind of intense. I thought she was going to say... Your mom's in hell. <laughs> I gotta go get her. Like I said, the entire episode being like, okay, but what? She's from hell. She's trying to get out of hell. Like, yeah, what's is she gonna be? But I think they're just saying like this angel. <laughs> she's forget it. She's a lot to deal with. Kind of like Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life, right? Like yeah. a, a screw. Yeah, up. yeah. She's, gotta, she's gotta earn her wings. God bless. She's good. She is good. I had some genuine laughs. I did laugh, thing. and I was expecting to really hate her. Because she can be so much, but I have to say, she is really, she's good at physical comedy. She's serviceable. Like, she shows up and does a good job. Yeah. I like like when I see whole body shots of her walking. It just makes me happy. (laughs) I want to see her head to toe all the time. How tall is she? Well, with that hairdo, she's an extra three inches. (laughs) I think she's great. Yeah, I mean, Jane Lynch is the kind of performer where we all loved Jane Lynch when we first discovered her and now it's gotten to be a little bit much so I felt the same I was a little nervous that it would just be overwhelming and yeah. I would get sick of her voice and also but, I've been watching Hollywood game show so I've had a lot of her in my life but she I mean she she has good timing that's all it comes down to is like she's oh I she's think truly, she's great she yeah. deserves better than us is I, I think uh, yeah, yeah for, for sure <laughs> although I must say I don't know if you guys saw the the uh like the logo or the title graphic oh. for it and oh. it's it's jane lynch's head on a little cherub ba- baby body the classic like stamp cherub with that like the cherub is thinking like, on, like with its arms up on it's a table charlie brown arms <laughs> yeah <laughs> and a flask next to her yeah because because she's, she's a drunk bad <laughs> Ta-da! I told you I'd see you soon. Okay, uh, you keep showing up everywhere and it's freaking me out. Absolutely, it is weird. Cream to mint? I'm actually on my way back to the office because it's 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. Wow, it's Tuesday already. Man, space and time. Listen, take a hike. Also, it's like, it's unclear how the mom died. And then her, uh, Jane Lynch's method of luring her in was to fool her and tell her that she has cancer that was shocking dark and upsetting yeah i mean she keeps trying to avoid jane lynch her angel because obviously she's stalking her like a creep you know and that's how she gets her in she tells her she has cancer they sit down at like a mexican restaurant or something it was insane it didn't that part of it rolled together with like the entire series show, I didn't understand why Allison was staying there at all. Even like I have cancer, like you're a crazy lady who for some reason knows everything about me. This is terrifying. They live in some kind of city. It's not like she's like uh, totally naive and is going to believe her. Yeah, exactly. There's no, I like, why would you go to a restaurant 
with some crazy person who's following you. Hey, I've got cancer. I want to go to dinner. Sure, that sounds like a fun time. I've got cancer. Sure, I'm a doctor. This Allison character is completely unsympathetic because she has no ability to say no to anyone. She's like completely malleable and codependent. Mm -hmm. She just does what everyone says. But Anna... That's why she needs a guardian angel. She no. says at the end she's in need of a weirdo friend. And? Did she say that? I she does. That. It was one of the last things. I have trouble getting past the fact that the scene where Jane Lynch explains that she's there to help her because she needs it. Behind them is a homeless man pushing a <laughs> cart full of games. She was like, your boyfriend's cheating on you. That's why I'm here to help you. You need it. And he's like, help. <laughs> help. What exactly do you want? <sighs> Dr. Allison. We have not been formally introduced. I'm Amy, and honey, I'm your guardian angel. Uh, Kevin Pollack is in this, and he looks good. He looks incredible. He looks better than I've seen him in a while. Yeah, he plays her dad. And he popped up out of nowhere. Like, I was not expecting to see Kevin Pollack on TV this year. Yeah, no, I was happy to see him in this. Yeah. He was wearing an aubergine tie that made him look (laughs) ready to go. I could, I would have... So he's a doctor. His daughter's a doctor. And then is his brother, her her brother a doctor? No, her brother is just kind of a... Loser. What I took away from this pilot is that, you know, the brother's going to be around. He's a a regular character, right? He's weird. He's weird. But he's like... Trying to have sex with Jane Lynch, and then as soon as she walked away, he was like, "Why was I flirting with her?" That was Which is funny. I like. I thought that was like a one. <laughs> I, like, I laughed. At unique, that. funny moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's got. She, I guess she can have a power as an angel. She has power over men if she wants to. Yeah, she so. has some sort of magnetism. Yeah, and I guess that sort of explains why Allison just sort of goes with her at at her whim. Well, I must say, if like we're gonna set up that there's the angel and then her brother, and these this is the regular cast of characters. I think that's a great device. A joke that keeps on giving is that he's somehow attracted to Jane Lynch for the rest of this series. He turns into like this sexual being that's <laughs> attracted to this middle like middle aged woman, even though he's like a young young wow. man. Well, that could be good. Then. It's me, Amy from the farmers market. How random is this running into you? It's really random. Who's this bit, honey? Hey, what's up? I'm Brad. I'm the brother. Mmm. Hey, I want to show you something. I got this thing on my shoulder. Might be a mole. Could be a wax burn from some degrading role play. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. (laughs) So anyway, you give it an eyeball, maybe ballpark diagnosis. Why don't you just come into my office? Just make an appointment. Oh, okay. That's cool. I didn't like her relationship with her dad either, because the first scene together, she was like, come on, dad, have sex with someone. Yeah, it's it's been a year. A year. Her mom just That's died. Not yeah. like allow him time to grieve. You're at work, and then he. Sh- You're at work. <laughs> you just saw, you saw each other in the morning. It, like it has but to he, be eight a.m. He heeds <laughs> her advice and shows up to her surprise party with a date, and they're like cozy on a love seat creepy, together. Creepy, creepy. Do not like. No. That's why we need moms. Or we need women around. Otherwise, we everyone really just do. takes their pants. That's what Jane Lynch is for, guys. Don't you understand? She's not. <laughs> sexless she's not a very maternal figure that's probably the challenge for this this character the main character Mm. alicia silverstone we really need to use this actress's name i feel terrible maggie 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 lawson lawson yeah Um, but i thought she was fine 
Yeah, yeah. She's very... I thought it was more on the end of the writing and the directing because mm-hmm. everybody was doing weird stuff. No, I think I I would I would watch another episode of this. Yeah, it, the creator of this. What's his name? His name is Tad Quill. That's right. I saw that. And he was a pro- exec- executive producer for Scrubs. Yeah, an executive producer for Scrubs and Spin City. There were a couple writing credits right. on his resume, but mainly he he's a producer of comedy. But I think this is his first like baby baby that he's created. It seemed from his IMDb. Yeah. What a baby. A what baby, a baby. baby. What a firstborn. It, a cherub, really. <laughs> cherub, but like with an adult woman's head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, it felt kind of in the vein of like Jane the Virgin style. Like, have you guys seen it? I haven't. I watched seen it. the I watched the pilot. I've yeah. been mainlining it. It's yeah. very good. Yeah, uh, but it's sort of like in that gender uh, gender bendy genre bending. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's a comedy, but there's like real feelings and like it's not laugh out loud funny, but like mm-hmm. they kind of speak in the sassy way. Well, mm-hmm. also there are a lot of maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like in Jane the Virgin there are a lot of like religious overtones too. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's female centric. Yeah. So yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like that's kind of what they were going after. Although in this pilot they didn't talk about religion at all. Like no. her being an angel is like, separate God from religion. <laughs> also she knows that the angel is there but doesn't immediately ask like where's my mom can you yeah, see her? And like, is there an is, after yeah. what's going <laughs> what on? Is- She's just like you're being weird. I gotta go. No, I, you pay for our drinks. Like, mm-hmm. I got the feeling, though, that uh, she still doesn't. And at the end, she still doesn't believe she's, quote unquote, a, a real guardian angel. Just a weird. She's owl. like, okay, you can guard me and your angel. <laughs> but really, you're just yeah. my new friend, you know? Allison is psychologically unwell. She like, really she's is. Like, well, she's I a skin doctor. So. She's no, she's oh, no psychiatrist. She calls herself a skin doctor. Yeah, well, I mean, what is that? A dermatologist? A dermatologist. Yeah, she said skin she doctor every time. It was like four times I heard skin doctor. Never never did they say they dermatologist. Really the and I, I blame that on Ta- uh, Tad Quill. Dad, come on. It's been over a year since mom died. I'm not trying to pressure you. It might be time to get out there. Are you nervous? Because you're a Beverly Hills skin doctor. There's going to be a stampede. Look, I am a skin doctor. I know. I think what you need is a psychiatrist oh. or maybe a sober living arrangement. Your mother died 412 days ago. And though you won't admit it, she was your best friend. And since then, you've buried yourself in work, buried yourself in a relationship with a guy who's a bit of a tool. Hey, it's an observation, honey. It's not a judgment. Got your first period of Red Lobster, which is super ironic. Stop. <laughs> Remember your first orgasm when you farted just a little bit? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. So embarrassing. How do you know all that stuff? I've been watching you. I have to say, if someone told me to my face that they were my guardian angel, I would believe them. Kind of no questions asked. I would, but it would be like a big emotional <laughs> See, moment. this is the difference between you and I. <laughs> we're so different. I would That's insane. just go with it. Because I want to With no it. proof? She gave her proof. She gave her three examples that there would be no way that she could find out about any of those examples. It made me think about uh, cult leaders. Because I feel like they have that kind of sway over people where they convince them. Yeah, it's the things. force. It's the force awakens. The force. Star Wars. It's you, it's BB-8. mind control. Jane Lynch is BB-8. <laughs> Except the exact, the exact opposite, opposite shape. But she's got that spunk. She does, yeah. I don't know any of 
these references. I feel like this show did want to kind of be a multicam, but they were like, no, nah, we can't do magic on a sound. Wouldn't it be better as a multicam? Yeah. If just, if it were I'd like what to it was. see her on a set. Well, I think she would make a set look small. <laughs> oh, <God>. Which, <laughs> what's her, Joan Cusack had a show for a little while, which was, and it was so funny, but she looked... She made the set look look small because she's so she was so, she's so physical in her comedy, yeah. which I feel like would would be the same with Jane Lynch. That's weird. Hmm. Guess that's so. a theory. We do some Lord of the Rings style like forced perspective. Well, that's yeah. They filmed <laughs> okay, down. Bring in Gandalf. <laughs> they filmed down on on Jane Lynch, and, but up on Kevin Pollak. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please, no, no, stop! Please, let me explain. Are you crying? No, there's a habanero pepper in this taquito, and I'm literally digesting lava. I want you out of my life. Seriously. I will get a restraining order. My uncle's a lawyer. Your uncle's a dentist. Why do you know everything? I am going back inside to have dinner with my non-cheating boyfriend and my best friend. Crazy ladies, not invited. Well, I'm not following you, but I gotta go to the bathroom. I got a nuclear situation here, and it ain't a drill. So the real question is, if you've watched the pilot, you're at home one day, you're flipping through the channels or whatever, and it's on. Are you gonna turn? Are you gonna watch the next episode? I'll probably watch it until something makes me so irritated, and then change it. Oh, you think you'll actively go out and watch another episode? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think if I was scrolling through Netflix and saw it, I'd play it until I was like, I can't. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, I don't think I will seek it out, but I mean. It's a possibility that I would check up on these characters and see what's happening. I'd watch another one, personally. Right. I laughed, like, a couple times. Yeah, I did, too. I mean, that... I probably won't seek it out, but, like, if I'm, like, really bored in bed and I'm, like, on my computer and... Horny. And super <laughs> horny. Yeah. Yeah, then I'll definitely seek out uh, <laughs> Jane Lynch's taquito diarrhea ass. <laughs> I'm drunk. I'm on a bicycle. I got a shit. She's easy. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, to be honest, I kind of picked this uh, Angel from Hell as our first pilot because I thought it would be an abomination. And I was like, this is going to be crazy and we'll have so much to talk about. And I didn't find it was like totally terrible, you know? Yeah. So, but I, but thank you for being our first guest. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I love, um, I love you guys. I love hearing you talk about television. I will listen to more of this pilot. Oh, <laughs> great endorsement. Uh, the pilot of pilot co-pilots. Bring it in, ding. Um, <laughs> I love that. Dean Martin over here. Again, thank you, Anna Dresden. Oh, Anything you. you want to plug or... Um, AnnaDresden.com. Great. For all your Anna Dresden needs. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I have a book coming out in May called How Me We Hate You based on a blog about hotels. And Very crazy funny. Tourists. Yeah. Yeah, I work at Reductress now. You can check us out at Reductress.com. It's a, a satirical women's magazine. Yeah, and I, if you're in New York, I have a show called Fuck That Movie where we talk about it's uh, comedians doing slideshows on movies that they hate. Very good. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. It's just coming out now. Phrase, and like I'm on it. Twitter. Oh, yeah. Give Anna us your Twitter. Dresden. Anna Dresden. Anna Dresden Simple. on Twitter. Thanks, Anna. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. There we have it. 
There it was. Yeah. That our, was so fun. That was so good. first episode down. Two amazing guests. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Um, Here's to more. Exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, if you like what you hear, go rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. Please. And if you don't, don't do that. Instead, you can you can go to our website, uh, pilotcopilots.com. There's no hyphen in that. Uh, and just send us a message there or give us some some suggestions yeah or whatever also yeah. if if you enjoyed our first episode we are currently doing a little kickstarter to help us with the cost yeah so if you can spare a few bucks amazing but yeah. if you can't share our kickstarter on social media or whatever that's yeah, please. awesome thank you thank you to those who have supported us already as of this recording uh josh shull and berkowitz sean daniels uh, nick and nora weir tim kazarinski sarah shutt eric mercado seth christian scott foley and josh rosenberg of the feature film jessica Annie Tip, Mark Costello, and Pamela Flowers. Yeah. Yeah. And an additional thank you to Randy Kleiner, Jenny Savari, Drew Kordick, and Sarah Boudreau Romano for your help. And a huge, 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 huge thank, thank you, you to Chris Ryan yes. for writing us amazing theme music that I'm totally in love with. Yeah. And Carly Minardo for doing our logo art. Yeah. So like our Facebook page if you can. We are Pilot Co Pilots, again with no hyphen, on Instagram and Twitter. So tell your friends. Please. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.